This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is time for Headlines here on Sean, RJ, and Bobby. Thanks for being a Tolo. That stands for Turn It On, Leave It On, in case you're just stopping by the station. It's our final morning. Radio Row in Phoenix brought to you by Rally House, Window Nation, and A, number one air. NFL awards last night as Pat Mahomes wins his second MVP. He got 48 of the 50 votes. Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen split the other two. Justin Jefferson will have his teammate on, uh, Adam Thielen, mm-hmm. in the final hour of the show this morning. Justin Jefferson won AP Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, the Defensive Player of the Year went to Nick Bosa over Micah Parsons. And then Philly over here is crying about uh, Nick Sirianni and Brian Dayball as Dayball well, won Coach of the Year. I will say they, they, they have a right to be. Uh, Sirianni got uh, got jobbed. He was absolutely the coach of the year. Uh, <laughs> Bobby, uh, Bobby doing the Sirianni on the fan cam. Brian Neckball uh, <laughs> is, is. You will never hear. He'll be fired in four years. You will never hear from him again. Why? Because it was he got Based lucky on, in one year. He got lucky in one oh, year. Like that quarterback in Philly that you think is better than Dak now. How did so? How did Dayball get? I respect the hot take. How did Dayball like get lucky versus like Sirianni? Well, for one, I mean, Sirianni made the playoffs last year in a rebuild, uh, and was which the, Dayball did this year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let him do it again, and then I'll give him credit. <laughs> okay. Let him do it again. Uh, the Giants also aren't a good team. When you make the playoffs with a bad quarterback, that's called luck. Um, just I mean, just go look at it. They they had a three point win over. Carolina, a one-point win over Minnesota. I'm sorry, over over Tennessee. Uh, a four-point win over the Ravens, which they were getting beat the entire game and had a weird little comeback. Uh, they barely beat Jacksonville before Jacksonville yeah, started taking we, on. We, we know the season. So, like, do you think – so you don't give any credit to, like, Pete Carroll this year for his coaching job in Seattle? Sure I do, absolutely. But, you know, Pete's also done – like, he's got a track record yeah. of success. Yeah, I mean, Dayball may be a good coach. I'm just going to bank on the fact that he's not. Geno Smith got comeback player of the year. I don't know what he came back from. Bobby's right on this one. Jared Goff should have won this 100%. Yeah, Goff's a good a good name for that. But he wasn't even a finalist. Was he hurt? No, but he was coming back from being bad. Gino wasn't hurt. What is comeback from, Then though? Christian McCaffrey. To me, it should be from an injury. McCaffrey That's or, it. McCaffrey I, I, or Saquon, then. McCaff- I'm fine with that, but what's Gino like, coming like, back like from? The, 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 the award that Gino got and that you are describing is most improved. There should be a most improved award and a comeback. Comeback should sure. be from injury. McCa- yeah. McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley then both deserve it more than Gino. Yeah, because yeah. like, what did Gino get hurt from? Gino wasn't even right. a starter. Right. Well, he did get punched in the Jets' locker That's room. true. He did. <laughs> uh, all right. So those are the awards for the season. Meanwhile, the latest Hall of Fame class was announced. And for us in the Metroplex, it is headlined by the great DeMarcus Ware. Number 94 goes in. Darren Woodson, again, Bobby, is kept out. 
Darren Woodson's kept out. Andre Johnson's kept out. Jared Allen. It's just this was an. I, I don't understand the last two Hall of Fame classes, but especially Darren. I haven't talked. I haven't heard people talk about Jared Allen as strongly as you have. He's he and Demarcus Ware have very similar careers, um, and yeah. so I just I, I think they left out a lot more deserving players than the guys they put in, like Rondé Barber and Zach Thomas. But look, we were talking. You know, Darren Woodson's going to get in eventually. There, there's. They can't keep him out for forever. It may be a while, but he's getting in eventually. I just wish they would correct it sooner rather than later. DeMarcus Ware in. Zach Thomas, Joe Thomas, Darrell Rivas, Don Coriel, Rondé Barber. I didn't think Rondé Barber was going to get in. I, I never thought of Rondé Barber as a Hall of Famer. I didn't either. I, I mean, I, I, was so, I was surprised he was a finalist. Is Shereen out here? Shereen Williams? I have she not would seen be. her. Mother she, football. She would be, but I haven't seen her on Radio Row yet. Okay. Let's find out if she's out here. Otherwise, let's uh, – maybe we should pop her on. Yeah. Do you have her phone? Yeah, no, I do. I'll yep. call her right now. Send her a text to see if she's – it'd be better for us if she's back in the Metroplex uh, for the time change. Yeah. So maybe we can get her on to explain. Goose still a voter? Goose is a – I don't Goose. think – they don't give that up, do they? No, and Goose, I mean, Goose does, I think, a lot of the uh, senior committee, like he presents for yeah. a lot of the senior committee guys. So there's D-Ware getting in, ninth all-time in sacks, led that category twice, won a Super Bowl with the Broncos. We could just call our buddy Sal Pal, Mr. Even Money. He's a voter. Yeah, why didn't you get Darren Woodson in like you told us you would? Why didn't what? Why didn't he get Darren Woodson in like you told us he would? Oh, he said he was going to have yeah. him. He didn't say he was going to get him in, but he did say he was – he was definitely a Hall of Famer. So there's DeMarcus Ware. Next Cowboy to get in will be Jason Witten. No doubt. Well, I mean, no doubt, no, Darren Woodson is the next one to get in. You would hope. I mean, unless I mean, he ends up having to be a senior committee guy. What's the So how many years 20? does he have left? Well, oh. 20 years is how long it is. He retired in 03, so 09. I mean, he's 15 years in. Wow. Wait, they, okay. He retired right. 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, he did. All right. The Super Bowl is on Sunday. Chop, early, Reed, you and uh, Bobby uh, broke out in a mini argument in one of the commercial breaks because you now have zero doubt. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the, way, the way Vegas has made this game, it started out in a completely different spot. It flipped, um, and it stayed there. Uh, it may have trickled down a little bit, but, you know, when you see kind of line movement like this from the Sharps, the Sharps, the, the, um, the professional betters are all – Heavy Philadelphia. Heavy pro money is on Philadelphia in this game. Minus the one and a half to two. Um, I, I My early read on this one, my, that's not even an early read anymore. Now it's a late read. We're at the end of the week. When you start, I've got some severe Denver-Seattle vibes. When you start hearing all these former players picking Philadelphia, it, it starts to like, okay, what's going on here? What are they seeing? What are they seeing that, 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 that the rest of us aren't? But you said that. You said in the commercial, Philly's going to boat race. Uh, they're they're, they're going to beat him like a drum. It's going to be it's going to be ten points plus. Woo! Now this is going against and your I, own I, football principle. I know this it is, is. This is completely going against well, what you always preach because you only need one game. See what I everything I preach is about the long haul. That's all you can predict. I is like the, the way long, you do that. You can only the long haul is all you can predict. Okay. When it comes down to one game, it, it you know a lot of those things go out the door. Uh, the numbers show the computers favor Philadelphia in this game. Um, Philadelphia is is deficient in, like, two huge categories, quarterback and head coach, although I don't know how deficient they are in head coach. I think the head coaches are very similar. So RJ's hot take was Philly is going to roll Kansas City, and Bobby has hot take on the other side. Yeah, if I, uh, if I was allowed to bet, which I am not, but if I was allowed to bet, I would uh, take any expendable income that I have and put it all on Kansas City. Well, on all that disposable, disposable income is now in the hands of the bartenders. <laughs> at the yeah, yeah it, had to, it had to go somewhere. But, no, I would, I would put it all on Kansas City on the money line. Wow. Because the, I, just, I don't see any way that secondary – this will turn into, I think, but, a but, high-scoring but, football game. But and Darius Slay is a fantastic player. We were talking about Brad Berry the other day. Brad Berry's so overrated. Okay, uh, Gardner Johnson, like overrated. He's a, he's a, he makes plays. He picks balls off. He's a ball hawk, but he gets burned a lot. Okay, uh, I hope Kansas City beats him by two te- by 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 twenty four. I mean, so the, so Bobby, to your credit, uh, what were you? You had one playoff loss, I think. 
You, you you picked every game right except for one. San Francisco and Philly. Yeah. How, this is why. This is why though you can't you can't trust this because he has Philly hatred in his heart. But how I picked Philly to beat the Giants though. But how confident well, are you in this pick versus like the run you went on over the past few weeks? Um. I mean, I, obviously you're really really confident. If you said you bet a thousand bucks. I'm I'm pretty confident Kansas City's going to win. It's not impossible that that like Philly could win this, but I'm I'm pretty confident because I don't I like. This is in all likelihood going to turn into a high-scoring game. And if it's turning into ping-ponging back and forth, Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes having to get their team down the field, I'm going to take Mahomes against that Philly secondary. What is the Chiefs' run D versus this little college offense? What what What, what is going to happen with the read options and Hurts running against the Chiefs' run D? That, to me, will decide the whole thing. If they can limit the Eagles and Hurts and all their little gimmicks, Kansas City will win. If not... The Eagles will win, but man, I have been swayed too throughout this week with everyone loving Philadelphia. It's it's, it's really kind of cause going into this week. I was like seventy six percent of the money on Philly. Yeah, when I going into this week, I was like, oh man, Chiefs are going to win this thing by two scores. Um, and then as this week's gone on, I just I can't I can't get out of my head. I can't get um, Denver Seattle out of my head. Will Luca make? The Kyrie combo complete tonight for the Mavericks. Mavericks at Kings. We don't know if Doncic is set to play right now. Tomorrow, the Stars are going to take on Tampa Bay. Uh, some NBA cleanup with trade action. Christian Wood, Christian Wood tweeting, got to watch y'all disrespect me. Ha, I escaped the deadline. Got to watch y'all disrespect like I haven't been efficiently hooping all year. Using this as motivation. Yo, Christian, as I tweeted him uh, directly. Uh, go have a talk with your head coach. Everyone in the Metroplex, from a fan perspective, literally loves you. So go take that energy, go take that heat to your uh, to, to to your front office and your head coach. Because ain't nobody on Twitter or in the fan base disrespecting you. Everyone's been pleading for you to get yeah. more playing time. So save that energy for the guy who has you coming off the bench. Meanwhile, Pat Beverly... Gets traded, Mo Bamba, John Wall back to Houston, Jay Crowder to Milwaukee. So you got a flurry of some minor deals. Minor deals. At the um, deadline. For a lot of second-round picks, these these guys were sent five, four second-round picks each deal. Uh, a lot of these are cash dumps. And then Choppy? By the way, real quick, the Warriors saved $131 million off their cat by trading Wiseman. 131 How? Because when you factor in this year's – so this is over the two years that, that he has left. When you factor in this year's money and next year's money and then couple it with the luxury tax they have to pay. They pay like $85 million in luxury tax just off his deal because that's how, that's how over the cap they are. Meanwhile, we thought this was going to be pushed back, but yesterday the news came out. Texas, Oklahoma, SEC, 2024. Oh, baby. It looks like Arch Manning will never suit up in a uh, and play <laughs> – Barring injury, barring injury to Quinn Ewers, Arch will never play in the Big 12. Do we think the Manning family said, get back there and fix it? Because last week it looked dead. I think he did. I think they did. Uh, there's no doubt that family, they, they're, they're, they're the mafia. They're yes. the mafia of football. Yes. And, and there's no doubt to me that they called up. They're like, guys, you're going you're gonna to take care of this. You're gonna, we, we are not having our kid play in that little piddly conference. You excited for this? Going to the SEC in 2020? Sure. Yeah. I, excited, I, I mean, excited, excited for bigger bigger ass weapons. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. Uh, no, I'm excited for, look, you you could see what it did for A&M going to the SEC, how it immediately helped boost their recruiting. You end up starting recruiting in the same pools as like Alabama and Georgia, and just the allure of coming to the SEC is a big thing for recruits. So it'll only help, I think, in terms of stacking talent. Headlines on a football Friday. Last show from the Super Bowl in Phoenix, Arizona, 877-881-1053. So the guest list is about to explode here. We got Sean Alexander, Dean Blandino, the Burger King troll himself, Howard Eskin, Mark Schlereth, Adam Thielen. I want everybody's best and worst Super Bowl moment. It can be from this show, any of the other shows. DJ, wake up. Don't, don't, don't fade on us now. Don't fade on us now. Uh, best and worst moments from this week. Is it Bobby Drunk, Bobby Orlovsky, the Orlovsky interview, 
uh, Christian McCaffrey's mom with the G-Bag Nation. Everybody's best and worst at 877-881-1053. And then Sean Alexander, probably our most interesting guest of the entire week. Is he on the fantasy football Mount Rushmore for running backs? All of it next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is he on the fantasy football running back Mount Rushmore? Sean Alexander, our most interesting guest of the week, is coming up here during the Expressway. Our final Adam Sandler ticket giveaway for you all turning it on, leaving it on. Thank you for being a Tolo throughout the entire time that we've been covering everything out here in Phoenix, Arizona. Sean Sharif, RJ Choppy, and Bobby Belt brought to you by Rally House, your home for officially licensed NFL gear, your city, your house, Rally House. Bobby, your first radio row with us. Overall summary, impressions, you ready to go home? I'm ready to go home. Tired uh, of waking up at 3.30? Yeah. I mean, I, it still feels like 4.30 to me. I don't think I've – I think I've adjusted fine. Like, I don't think it, it feels like it's any different than getting up at 4.30 in Dallas. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm ready to, to be back with the 6 a.m. club, Yeah, Sean. Um, but, no, it's been, it's been good, you know, uh, other than being violently ill on Wednesday morning. Okay. Uh, I want to start with Peyton. Uh, best and worst or your biggest highlight – it can be from our show, Pepe. It can be from the other shows. I'm just curious. You and Ryan commentating back in the uh, in the 11th floor studio. What was what was your favorite moment or your biggest FOMO? Well, me and Ryan have both discussed that it's been a lot quieter up here. You know, we've kind of enjoyed it. I actually oh. recommended that we uh, pay for y'all to stay out there next week. Hey. Whoa! I know Bobby won't like wow. that, but uh, you know, wow. hey, if it, if it, we pay for the hotels and stuff, get you some guests, I think y'all should, y'all should stay another week. Keep, keep that same energy on Monday, Peyton. Wow! <laughs> what a little a-hole. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Troy used to say that he was always like sitting in the studio naked, yeah, with pants on. I bet you that's what Peyton and Ryan are doing. Hey, here we are giving you breath and an opportunity to speak, and you insult us. <laughs> Tampa, uh, it's Tampa. Up. When I when I was in Tampa on the Zoom, I was uh, pantless for the whole show. Well, that's good. All yeah. right, Peyton, you going to answer the question or yeah, continue uh, firing? No, 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 no no more firing shots. I love y'all. Um, Dana Orlovsky, really. I mean, the buildup and stuff, just the – I mean, every hour it was Dana Orlovsky is going to show up and stuff. And I love the communication stuff like on Twitter because people were atting us and stuff, mentioning us. They were like, oh, I can't wait for this. I had friends texting me. They were so hyped about it. And I, we were worried that it wasn't going to show up, and he finally showed up. Um, but, yeah, no, that, I mean, that was probably – But was it a letdown? 
You had a couple people who, you know, you have a couple idiots who think we're going to throw hands and we should literally elbow drop him right here on the fan cam. He's very tall. So there's a couple people who are like, oh, you know, uh, that didn't match the hype. It was too much of a buildup. So I worry about that reaction a little bit. What do you, what, what say you? Peyton? I mean, Bobby's face kind of said it all and stuff. I think the big thing was it was kind of under the radar was Tim was right behind Bobby. And it was like, and I was talking to Spittle about this. If Bobby said one thing bad, it felt like Tim was just going to grab the headset and rip it off his head. (laughs) Because Tim had Dan Orlovsky's handler from ESPN over his shoulder. Yeah. And someone didn't communicate. Orlovsky didn't tell his handler or his handler did not know that we had had this beef building up for the entire NFL season. And then Dan sat down and lied, which which I got to figure out a way to categorize his lies. Like – it's, it's like there's a member of my family. He doesn't tell, like, really dangerous, bad. They're like little white lies. They're like unnecessary oh, yeah. lies. Oh, yeah. And that's the category the I best. put. Those are, That's the category I put Orlovsky in. When he sat down, he goes, I just realized I was doing this 30 minutes ago. You're lie. No one in media on as big a platform as him checks their Twitter as much as he does. He will respond. I give him props for this. He responds to everyone. He DMs everyone. I don't know how he has enough not time for his, his children. Kids that he, he, with, they about. with the amount of time that he responds and reads Twitter. So all week long we're building this up. And then he sits down and lies right to our face. I just realized I was, I was doing this. I look at Bobby shaking already. That's just, just a mere notion. Bobby's so angry. Well, so, and so, you guys, you guys crammed so, a 15 minute long interview into 10 minutes because he showed up at 45 or 46. So Bobby only said one thing. All right. So your favorite was uh, Orlovsky. Anything else from the other shows? Anything else jump out, Peyton? Uh, McCaffrey's mom, of course, because I listened to that interview again, and uh, I thought it was going to get really heated. And it started, it started to get heated, and then Chiafalo kind of stepped in and kind of played peacemaker there. But that was yeah. that was kind of an interesting interview. What about you, Chop? This was tough um, because there is, I mean, obviously the Orlovsky thing, the McCaffrey's mom, but I do believe my favorite part of this week uh, was watching the newest member of our show not be able to hang with us. We we, we found out, you and I go out. What? You not be able to hang with me on Tuesday is what it was. No, no. You can't handle your liquor. Sean and I are professionals, mm-hmm. and there's a my difference. Gosh. You're going to make me break my NA promise to Dawson. We already. don't. We don't get hangovers. When we went to New York for that Super Bowl, you have no idea what the next morning was like. Well, that was bad. That was bad. That we was, were out at like three in the morning. That was bad. That was bad. Uh, it, so I just that, that my favorite part was reminding myself yet again. What an absolute unit I am, and Sean, in this case, of being able to handle our alcohol uh, and still go out, and then what you did or didn't do. Well, I will, I'll will. i defend him from this standpoint. If we drank the same amount, it's not that he couldn't handle it. He didn't... He didn't know how to uh, how to pace it. You know what I mean? Yeah, if that's any part of us, it. If any of it, it is part of that's, it. If any of us drank that amount in that time period, the exact same thing would have happened. He just didn't know how. To, he had no game plan. Yeah, you no know, strategy you, whatsoever. Well, I, 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 Your game you know, plan. You know was you were. You know what you were this year. You were Dak. You're just throwing interceptions all over the field. Uh-huh. Sean and I were aggressive, uh, <laughs> but smart aggressive. You were just. Throwing it all over the place. No regard. Yeah, I know. Your drinking style is run on first and second down. That's your drinking <laughs> style. Okay? Mine, mine is YOLO. We're throwing it up. I just want to say, we, we have done uh, several outings together. Oxnard, here, Fan Bowl, everything else. And this is the first time I've had a, a bad reaction. No, to you were a hot mess of fan bowl, fan bowl two days later, earlier. I wasn't sick, though. I didn't get sick. No, but you, you were, were wasted. Yes, faced. because I was plowing through them like a champ. <laughs> All right? Look. No, 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 no. Hold on. You you, you, you had Boy. your moment. I get my response. No, no. So you, I want to say that all the other times we've got out, I have consistently outdrank both of you, probably the, combined. The, the amount. And I get up in Oxnard at 5 a.m. to do the hit without vomiting. This is one time where I got sick. The other the, five times I've done this with you guys, I've been five. The, uh, so the, I'm a champ. No, no, no. <laughs> Being able to drink and not get wasted. Objection overruled. Is, is in fact, the uh, the optimal way to go. You, I, I think consistently when we go out, you drink probably at most you drink half of what I drink. That's not true at all. 
you just shoot you're shooting these things right now <laughs> full drinks i've never <laughs> seen someone drink shoot full drinks ever my brother did it yeah. with a Long Island, and I was like, stop. Otherwise, or I'm going to put you in a program. You don't do that. Uh, you just, you're just chugging it. And he did it 11 times. All right, Bobby, best or worst? Uh, I mean, the worst was, like, just how violently ill I felt on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that first, what was that, hour and a half probably before yeah. I finally, like, was done. Like, like once I was done, I, I was okay once we hit the expressway. But that first hour and a half, I really felt like I was going to die. It was every break getting up and going to the bathroom. And so that was the worst. The best, um, you know, it, it's probably what you were talking about leading up to, to this week, was just seeing how cool it was for Zach and Eric to be up here. And they were both troopers. I've got Chiafalo as the Radio Row MVP, just slightly ahead of Wolchuk, because they were all doing the same thing. They were always, always down to go out. They were engaging. They were having fun. They were doing all that stuff. They came on with us on a short turnaround from the media party to hang out during the expressway, even though they were a little late. Slight edge to Chiafalo, though, because I thought he was – he did the best at disarming the McCaffrey interview with his jokes right out of the gate with the bomb. And he, he made that less awkward. Uh, stupid vote for MVP. Okay, uh, well, the, the, the vote would have go to – Go ahead, vote for Jalen Hurts, whoever you no, have. No, the <laughs> vote would be uh, the two people that you're sitting with, that you have the honor of sitting yeah, with. that's true. We're the freaking MVPs. The two bad restaurants you picked? We went out every – well, first off, you, 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 all you morons. I'll never – I don't care what you morons have to say about food. So your opinions don't count. You said it was bad. Yesterday, the, the first yeah, place we had good drinks. My food was excellent at the first place. Two nights ago. My, my food was fantastic in the first place. Uh, last night, I was very, very disappointed. I apologize to the guys. Apologize. Uh, but it was great the first time we were here. Sometimes you miss. We went out every night. Every night. We show up here waking up at 3.30. Every day. We hop on the other shows, and we came back to do all the pre-records. Chiafalo and Zach don't even have to talk on their show. They we learned that. They don't have an alarm. <laughs> they don't even set an alarm. Yeah. Zero naps all week. Zero. Okay. <laughs> What is that noise? I'm hearing crinkling. Oh, DJ, 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 DJ's going straight. To, he's just he's just letting it all out. He's 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 getting rid of the perfect game. Oh no, that was my favorite moment. Uh, DJ almost physically threatening Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> DJ, get on the headset. You can defend yourself. It, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't a physical. Threat. Bobby, Bobby stepped on DJ's in his in his territory for a pre-recorded interview, and DJ gave that death stare, and he said, "I got it." And I told Bobby, I said, "You better back up." You're about to get pile drived out here. Uh, now, I wasn't trying to give him tone or anything. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just in the middle of trying to figure out what I screwed up on the pre record. And got you got some, rushed back. I got some headsets, and then Tim standing there with his hands on his hips. Yeah. So no pressure. Dean Blandino sitting down right in front of us, looking at us like, do you guys know what you're doing? Yeah, what, what's this A clown doing in front of me? Yeah. And then, and Bobby's back here, like, backseat quarterbacking me. I'm like, dude, <laughs> not, not the time. Yeah. Huh? I mean, yeah. Don't be mad. Just be better, DJ. Oh! <laughs> Now's the time to bring in. We caught up with Sean Alexander. We had some Dallas ties in here. I think he was the most interesting guest of the entire week. Uh, Sean Alexander in the A number one air hot seat on Sean, RJ, and Bobby. Sitting down with us right now in the A number one air hot seat is the former NFL MVP. Oh, actually, you wanted to do the intro. Ah, uh, yes. The man who... Uh, allowed my University of Tennessee team into the SC Championship game uh, in 1999 because he single-handedly beat the University of Florida. <laughs> the great Sean Alexander. <laughs> Sean Thank Alexander you. on 105.3 The Fan. What's up, man? Man, I'm doing good, man. How you guys doing? I can say y'all have a good time together. <laughs> Why do you say that? <laughs> yeah, I can, I can just feel the vibe. Okay. So we were saying home of the Cowboys. What Cowboy connections or memories do you have? What comes to mind? Gosh, I have, like, Three cowboy memories. So you know, um, TO's uh, a sharpie that was against us. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, Seahawks uh, played the Cowboys in Dallas when Emmitt broke the record. Wow. And yep. I just thought to myself, like, you know, I I always wanted to be that guy that makes the other team wish that I was their guy. So I came to the game like, man, I'm gonna make them all wish that I'm, you know, that I was there. You know. <laughs> you how, know? how many yards did you end up with? I don't know. We played y'all a couple times. I got down in one of them, uh, but I feel like that one. Uh, I feel like y'all ran out the clock. Like I feel like I might have been leading and rushing, mm -hmm. and then like Emmett ran out the clock doing it. I was like, whatever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> whatever. That's my big brother. But I'm like, whatever. You know. <laughs> uh, let me think. And uh, shoot. Oh yeah, the playoffs. Uh, Romo. <laughs> Yeah, uh, those yeah, K yeah. balls, yeah, those yeah, K balls, yeah. that, that was man. slick ball. That was yeah, slick ball, right? Yeah, well, you know, whatever. You know, <laughs> were you in shock? Like, where were you uh, so, on the field? So, um, 
they're driving, and I remember uh, one of our guys says, watch, they're going to fumble the snap. They're going to fumble the snap. And, uh, and so See, literally when he fumbled the snap, uh, Babs jumps over somebody and goes and runs. I was like, God, he's going to run in for a touchdown. And all of a sudden, like, he pushed, like, the slow motion button. I don't know what happened, but some, some picked it up and ran over there, and uh, he tackles when we go crazy, you know, onto the playoffs. Was yeah. that the most shocking thing that's ever happened in any game that you played in, like something shocking? You know what? Uh, it was just odd because that seems like that should be so so simple. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, and uh, but uh, but yeah, no, nah, I've been a part of some really cool, unique games, but that one I was not ready for. <laughs> What's your Sean Alexander draft memory? Uh, I just remember that uh, they traded for Joey Galloway, tore an ACL in the first game, and uh, that pick turned into Sean Alexander to the Seahawks <laughs> and three straight Pro Bowls and an MVP award, and that's 27 touchdowns in 05. That's rushing right. touchdowns. And Seems so, a lot. Yeah, Seems yeah. A lot. That, that's what I remember. I remember everybody going, well, gosh, we could have Sean Alexander <laughs> as the replacement for Emmett if we uh, wouldn't have traded for Joey. Who I, and, and the thing is, is like I grew up just watching Dallas games. If you were like, hey, Sean, who'd you run like? I would have said I was a bigger version of Tony Dorsett. Oh. So I watched all of Dallas with Tony, watched all of Emmett. was like, man, I like the way he hides behind the lineman. And this, man, and so I thought, oh, man, like I could go to Dallas trade no nope. no nope. okay <laughs> are you happy that you're not playing running back in today's nfl uh i think just like anybody i would, I would adjust it you know what i mean my favorite part of the game was scoring touchdowns so i'd have figured that out you know well you would have adjusted <laughs> yeah. but it's the position is yeah. devalued yeah the, yeah is that tough I, to swallow is that tough I to think, accept i think debo is a running back <laughs> you know what i mean so i think Kinda i would have turned into him you know what I mean? I, they'd have figured out how to give me touches all over the field. And they just said, oh, well, you're a wide receiver. But really, we're just like, I'd have to change my shoulder pads. I kind of like to bang a little bit. But uh, <laughs> but, but I would have turned my game into his. Do you think that the NFL will, you know, they say things go in cycles. Yeah. Like, will the NBA ever get the big man back? Do you think the NFL will ever go back, like, to the running game, oh, number yeah. one, and running backs? becoming that important again they will and it'll happen like this there'll be a person that that goes all in on the ultimate defense and then they'll say my man what do we got you know the the uh, titans almost have done this you know what i mean where they're like okay we'll give it to our back we'll control the clock the whole way through and then we'll have these big these uh, this great defense and so like when that happens and they take it to the super bowl it changes everything wait a minute they're winning that way, and so winning always changes everything. So all, all it took was, you know, you, you, you go back to the Green Bay Packers with Coach Holmgren, you know, Brett threw it 100 times, <laughs> they ran it twice, and now they're like, oh, they can win that way. And so then it became that. I, I think throwing the ball so much is really because the coaches get paid so much. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. they're like we got to find a reason to get paid. Just hand it to the running back, yeah. then, then let us feel valuable. So, But it's almost like they, they're still doing that, except – they're just the the quarterbacks doing the running a lot now. Yeah, like now the running game is still big, but it's just now it's coming from a different person. It's coming from a wide receiver, yep. like Debo, or from the quarterback. Yeah, the quarterback is kind of taking us back to like the very beginning. You know, what I mean, everything was quarterback eight, quarterback six, quarterback drive. You know, and uh, and so like so they're they're going by that. So um, yeah, it, it has changed the game a, a lot. I think that when you have great tailbacks, so you, you still got Derek, you still got Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb. Those teams still are like, nah, let's let's go dial this thing up and run downhill, and uh, and it works for them. Thanks for leaving out Zeke and Pollard. We appreciate that. <laughs> Come on, Sean. <laughs> uh, leaving out Zeke's okay. Hey, yeah. easy, easy. <laughs> okay. Seven. You follow the Seahawks. You follow some of your Bama guys. How surprising to you was this Russ fall off? You know what? I uh, football's a lot. A lot of mental goes to this, and I just feel like. You know, Russ is going to bounce back. Of course, he's got a great, great coach in Sean Payton. But I feel like them doing the opening game of the season, you know, Seahawks, they throw the ball third down. It's now fourth and short. And, and they decide to kick a 70-yard field goal and let the minute run off the clock. You know, you're like, yeah, no, you don't do that. Like, you, you die with this $100 million quarterback. Yeah. You, you get in there and you say, hey, look, we're putting the ball in your hands. Go make us right. And so if that happens and he gets it, Denver's moving on. If they don't and they don't get it, they're like, man, we're close. Let's go figure out. So now you can make your mistakes at the beginning. But when you kick a 60-something yard field goal and you miss it, the kicker was going to be the hero and you don't believe in your quarterback. And it just, you know, everybody started believing that. Like, you know, and so you, you can't do that with a new team. You can't do that with a new quarterback. You can't, you can't make that decision because there will be this doubt that everybody talks about. And they just play with doubt the whole year. 
What are your thoughts on uh, Cowboys went ahead and uh, hired Brian Schottenheimer as their offensive coordinator? He oversaw those, you know, Russ's three most productive years. What are your thoughts on him as a coach? Yeah, I mean, I think that he knows he's he's coaching family, so he he knows what to do and put people in the right place. I think Dallas is going to be in good shape. I think I think Dak's a good quarterback. You know what I mean? It's 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 sad that that people forget how hard it is to be a great quarterback. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so so you know so you know, but you put the right pieces around you. He's got some great receivers. You know, Um, they're going to play great defense. So like they're just close. But you know, like when you're when you're that good like you guys are always good you know yeah like the, the good and great is like a water boiling it's like one degree and you guys will be like oh my god we knew we were there like you're there like yeah. it just takes that one right moment and perfect timing and and the thing's going to bubble so you know that's the thing about sports you know what i mean like good and great is not that far apart sean alexander here on the home of the cowboys 105 through the fan how often do people recognize you for fantasy football everywhere we were trying to say is he on the are you on the fantasy football mount rushmore list of backs mar marshall 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 for sure marshall for sure everybody wanted to draft you yeah no priest holmes priest Priest for a couple years yeah (laughs) priest yeah he didn't get injured like i like like I always think to myself, like, when I got in, it was, like, Marshall, and I remember Priest, like, had them 20 touchdowns yeah. that year, and I was like, ooh, okay, those two guys. Emmett always had, like, great, great stats, too, you know. Did and, you ever keep up with it? Um, not, like, in a fantasy football way, but, like, I'm one of those guys, like, I would come into games being like. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I want that team to wish that I was their tailback. So I was like, I went in every game like that. Like, I just a chip on my shoulder. Yeah. Like, oh, you're going to cheer him when he comes out to save even if it's their team, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, so uh, you know, so I played that game like that. And so, like, um, I remember playing in games where, you know, I remember playing in Philly and I scored a touchdown, ran into their, into their end zone. And I, I saw fans being like, oh, and I was on a punch. like, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, there's fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> the fantasy guy right there. Yeah. Ladanian. Ladanian was. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's it. Ladanian, Falk, Sean, and then probably Priest. Priest. Larry Johnson for a little bit was like that. But Priest Did he score, catches, did he score pre- as many touchdowns? No, because he no. Priest, Priest set the touchdown record, and then it was you took it from like yeah. two years later. Yeah, that's right. But okay. you got a little, you got a little dog in you. You seem like so nice and sweet, but you're like talking about these MJ chips on your shoulder. <laughs> who, who'd you reserve? Who was your biggest chip for? You know, so what, what's really funny is, so I I get drafted, then Ladanian gets drafted next year, and we were still in the AFC West. So I thought to myself, like, oh, this is going to be money. Two two times every year, I'm going to just dog the, the charge. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm going to let everybody know. And then they move us over to the West. I was like, well, they went there with that, you know. <laughs> so Was there a team you really thought you were going to or was like, we're going to take you? or uh, During the draft? Yeah, like I wanted to go to New York, the Giants. Um, when, when, especially when I knew that Dallas had messed it up. In, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so I wanted to go to New York. They had the tenth pick overall, and they picked Ron Dane. And so I just tried to murder New York every time, you know. Uh, Damn, I like uh, it. And, petty. Uh, you're petty. You're very petty. Yeah, I was. We're I very was, petty. You know. What I mean? And so, so then, uh, so I was actually on the phone with the Chiefs. I think they had the twentieth or twenty-first pick, 
and uh, and then uh, Mike Mike Holmgren called and was like, hey, we got the 19th pick. We can't believe you're still you're still not picked yet. And I was like, yeah. He goes, man, let's go do it. And I was like, all right, let's go. I uh, I liked your version of Bama way better than the current one. No offense. <laughs> no offense. You guys were the dominant force. Are you surprised that they they've been able to like to do this? Like that's wild what they're doing. Um, I'm not because Nick Saban is that good of a leader. He's just he's just an amazing leader for men and coaches. And so he's like, here's my plan, and he knows how to relate with everybody. And so right when I retired, he comes in, and I, I said, hey, I'm going to come in town and come to the game. He walks up to me, and it was when Georgia was playing in the blackout game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We gave him all black eyes and everything. Whatever. So, <laughs> and, so, and so, you know, I come, I come over there, and I go in the locker room, and he comes in and says, hey, I want you to be around my guys. Anytime you're in town, you pull any of them to the side. This, this this is your team. And so, like, you know, as a, as a coach, you're like, man, you know there's some guys that you want them to emulate. There's some personalities that you want around their guys. And there's also some that are not. And so they were like, man. And I talked to myself, like, he doesn't know me, but he knows coaching because he knows I'm the kind of guy that's going to push guys to go be better, that could smile on your face and still cut your head off. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you need those kind of guys. And so that's the demeanor that many of the Bama guys have. Huh. Good dudes. But, like, you take Devontae Smith. No one knows that this kid's an assassin. You know what I mean? Yeah. They almost overlook him, but he's won the Heisman. He's killing in the league. Yeah, like this, that's the kind of guys that, that, that uh, say, uh, Saban got. Who have you mentored? Can't tell you that. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, no, because we go through more things than just football. You okay. know what I mean? And so, I, I got a question for you. You were talking there about that competitiveness and, and that chip you had on your shoulder and, and how you use that to kind of fuel yourself. So this game this weekend, there's a little bit of – chatter across the league at times about Nick Sirianni yeah the Eagles head coach and he's talked a lot about that for himself about how oh I motivate myself he gets up on the stands after beating Indy he's yelling at the Colts crowd he's <laughs> yeah. you know nodding at the camera the, yeah. on Fox during the NFC title would that be off-putting to you to see a coach behaving like that or do you just say like no hey he's just in, as invested in this as us as long as he's consistent you know what I mean I can deal with anybody as long as it says, like, if I talk to a coach or to a player, if I'm mentoring somebody, I say, we got really one rule, no lying. So if I ask you something, you don't want to tell me the answer, just say, I don't want to tell you the answer. That just means our relationship's not there yet. But if you're consistent, we'll figure it out. If we're going to be a teammates, we'll figure out how to win because win is, is non-negotiable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We'll figure it all out as long as you're consistent. Now, now, if you're being the artist formerly known as Prince, I'm like, we can't deal with that. <laughs> I don't know who you are. You know, I can't trust that. But if you're consistent, then we'll, we're going to win. Sean Alexander here on 105 through the fans. So, with your mentor role, what's your view towards all this NIL stuff? Uh, you know, like uh, I try to walk everybody through what, what uh, I'm working with the NFL now called the PLP program, Professional Leadership Program. And I try to t- teach guys how to master the five F's fame, family, friends, finances, and their future. And so fame is all about identity. Do you know who you are? Do you know what you're about? Do you know what you want? You know? And so once we get that, you can actually be talked about. That's what fame is. Oh, you do this well, you know. But you can't really handle that if you don't know who you are. You get swayed all over. So once you get fame, then we talk about family, then we get the friends, then we get the finance. And so the, the, the fact that there are people that are going broke and losing all their money, and they're like, oh, they try to throw financial programs at us. Well, that doesn't work. Financial programs don't work until you know who you are. And so so I try to walk them through all that. Then we can get to future. And future is all about leaving a legacy, you know what I mean, being a social entrepreneur. And so I'm always like, like man, what kind of legacy do you want to leave? Um, it gets really, really funny because when we talk about NIL deals, that's where I can say, like, man, what do you really want to market? How much money do you want to make? How are we going to handle this? Is this going to be set aside for you, for your future, or for your kids? Or is it just fun money for you and your friends? And you make a plan, then you just go do it. Just be consistent about it. Is What's your portfolio look like? <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was uh, – 9-11 happened my second year. And uh, uh, I saw my money all in the bank accounts, and, and I had some uh, financial planners, and it was just all going down. And I just said, hey – uh, I don't understand why my, my money's going down. I don't know how this works. You know what I mean? Right. And they said, oh, it'll come back up. A couple months later, still going down. Oh, it'll come back up. I just fired everybody. <laughs> they were like, what you? I said, and so a, a, a neighbor of mine, uh, I said, yeah, you're young. Don't you just put money into something that you, uh, that you wouldn't mind studying. 
I said, I always liked hotels. And so I, mm. so I, I put my money into this hotel group, and uh, basically we were flipping hotels. So I was making more money with hotels than I was with my first contract with Seattle. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 So, that was uh, the good days of rookie deals. Yeah. yeah well, no, my deal, was, my deal wasn't good. <laughs> that next contract was good. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I just always believe that people going with your gut, you know what I mean? Yeah. Being willing to roll the dice, you know, trusting yourself. If it ain't, if so, it ain't it, then it ain't it. So look, that gets us kind of into cafe momentum, and I see it's Dallas based. Yeah. So w- what are you guys doing? So cafe momentum is a. Uh, so I start off with Stand Together Foundation. So anybody ever wants to know anything about it, go to standtogetherfoundation.org/sean. S H A U N. You see? Do, was, do you know my spelling? Uh huh. S H A N. See, I curse my parents yeah. every day. Yeah. They yeah. screw me every day. Yeah, it's well, awful. Yeah, you could have put a U in there and been fine. You know, <laughs> so, W. So. I don't like the U. No offense, but it's S- unique. You're well, so mine's more unique than than, than the U. No, but they would pronounce yours wrong. Yeah, they do. Yeah, like see what I'm saying? Yeah, shoot. <laughs> yeah. Shane, Shane. Yours yeah. is unique, but like, if somebody's like, people are coming in and say, Sean? I'm you like, just, yeah, you just started his portfolio. Stop trying to argue with him. I know. I know. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, man. so, but anyway, so, Stand Together <laughs> Foundation. Uh, um, so, I, I went to a, a summit with them, and, that, and they introduced me to about 300 different catalysts, and I just. I fell in love with Cafe Momentum and their kids. Some of them are actually standing behind you all right now. <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, and I got to hear some of their stories. And these are kids that were in the juvenile system. And literally, um, most of them, this recidivism is 50%, which means they're going to 50%. Half of these kids are going to go back to jail to go through juvie. Wow. Mm. They go through Cafe Momentum, got a year program. They learn all the, thi- all the trays in the, in, the, in the restaurant business. But they also get social workers tutors, everything that they need. I call them, they put their uncles and aunties around them. And these kids' success rate is, is amazing, 91% recidivism. Um, and I just said, we need to put um, one in every NFL city. And we're just going to change the juvenile justice system. And so uh, it's just been been amazing to be with them. I'm really thankful for Stand Together Foundation for supporting it financially and also giving great ideas to it. Well, look, you're by far the most interesting guests that we've had so far and probably will have here at Radio Row. We didn't even have time to talk about your farm and all your livestock uh, that he lives on. He, Which animal do you tend to the most or mess with, take care you of? You know what? So uh, so I'll give you a little hint. You guys will love this and we'll go with this. It's another conversation. My wife and I just found out we're pregnant with baby number 13. Oh, oh. congratulations. <laughs> 13! <laughs> okay. 13! Yeah, I got to go. Uh, I got to go. Sean Alexander. You should have said Cowboys. that beforehand. Go Cowboys. <laughs> Sean Alexander on 105.3 The Fan. So tell everyone what happened after this as we were trying to figure things out. So right after uh, he said the 13, because you asked him, like, what's your favorite farm animal or whatever. He said he lives on a farm in D.C. And I was like, wow, so you, like, love animals. And he's like, no, not really. And I'm like, oh, so you don't have any animals. And he's like, no, I do. So I'm like, what the heck is he talking about? (laughs) Well, so we, we said, what was your favorite? And then when he says that there, we were left a little confused because he said we're having number 13. We're like, wow, he's having 13 kids. And then Choppy goes, no, he was talking about chickens. Right. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Like eggs. <laughs> yeah, eggs. Like a dozen eggs. A baker's dozen? 13? Be a baker's dozen is 13, but he has a dozen eggs. Because we're like, calculating his age, right? Like, Yeah, he's my age. He's like, he's like a year older than me, right? Because he, he, he was drafted in 2000. And I was supposed to graduate in 2001. <laughs> uh, I wound up graduating in 02. He's 45. Yeah, so I'm 43. I'll be 44 in, in a couple months. And Choppy's like, he's not having a kid at 45, and he doesn't have 12 kids. He's not, yeah, he's not having a 13th kid at 45. Oh, Bobby went and looked it up. Yeah, and he does. He has 12 kids right now. Dang. So this is number 13. It was Dude. not chickens or eggs, Chop. It See? Was, it was real babies. And so, you're going to have one at 44, 45, I mean, too, so you'll be the same. Very possible. Very possible. That's what uh, you want. Absolutely. So who knows what's going to wind up happening, but uh, I'm not going to have 13 of them. Yeah. <laughs> And you're from a family of what? Nine. Nine? Yeah. My Lord. I had, we had nine, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that, so, I mean, you give, because let's see here, uh, that would have been f- seven more years if my mom would have kept going. We, we could have fit in four more. All right, other Tolo. If my mom would have kept going. Yeah, because as you point out, she's not here as anymore. As if she just, oh, my God, uh, she would have kept going. Other yeah. uh, favorite. <laughs> Tolo moments having to do with running backs here uh, that the listeners have pointed out from Radio Row. A lot of people give him props 
to Tony Dorsett and Earl Campbell on yeah. KMC. Yeah, on uh, the Twitch, we got Andy Tetford says uh, the Tony Dorsett interview was by far his favorite. Uh, Mr. Greenhorn said his favorite moment has to be when Bobby couldn't handle an interview and your face looked red all over when we realized Dan is just saying things for the TV, even though he lies. Uh, let's see here. What else do we have here? Uh, Steven, Steve from Tyler says Earl Campbell and Tony Dorsett. Wow. Uh, we had texts come in, say Earl Campbell and Tony Dorsett. A lot of people like that. Also, a lot of votes for uh, Kay Adams mm. and just Corey's thirstiness over Kay. That, like how he couldn't oh, yeah. spit oh, yeah. out the first question. So last night uh, while we were, you know, finishing off Emmett's tequila bottle, uh, Corey's like, yeah, I think I have to like – he said it's serious. He's like, I need to text Kay to be like – Am I coming on your show? Were you in the room then? Yeah. And I said, you have Kay's number like that? Yeah. And he goes, no, the handler. I have contact. I was like, settle down. (laughs) Simmer down there, Corey. (laughs) Sit down, kid. Sit down. Just go go back and and, and prove that you didn't listen to the radio segment that we did because he was sitting on top of the the made bed. What do you mean? Oh, you're not supposed to sit on top of the made bed. So dirty. Filthy. Take the cover, take it down, get under the. Covers. I've got twin. I've got two. Like I've got two beds in my room. I'm like sleeping in one, and I'm using the other for sitting on. That still hasn't been unmade. Oh, what so are you I was sitting on. Like if I'm just like if I'm in bed, I'm laying in the other. If I'm just like relaxing, I'm like sitting on the other bed. Why? Because it's directly in front of the TV. <sighs> okay. Hit the button, Peyton. <laughs> Hook up the listeners. My God. All right, Tolos, that's right, 877-881-1053. Caller number 10 to win a pair of tickets to see Adam Sandler live at the American Airlines Center on February 15th. Tickets are on sale right now at LiveNation.com. That's caller number 10 at 877-881-1053. And apparently we're all going to be there next Wednesday. Are you going to be there, shop? I don't have tickets. Oh. We're all going to be there next Wednesday. So if you've been winning them all week long on the station as a Tolo, hit us up, and we'll see you along with Derek Holland and Adam Sandler. All right, you thought you hated him before. And I felt a little bit bad for Dean Blandino before yesterday. Before yesterday, as he's getting ready to set up a Des Bryant anniversary party. Is the officiating as good as it's ever been? Like Roger Goodell said, we found the bad guy. Dean Blandino on Sean and RJ next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.